Hello and welcome to the Lock In Podcast, the show that lifts the lid on life in the pub trade by those working in it. I'm the Morley Advertisers, Ed Reddington, and with me as ever are my two faithful sidekicks, Heath Ball and Nicky Thatcher. In a turn up for the books and giving Heath a run for his money, Nikki, the MA's news editor, has just been on holiday. And judging by the orange glow she's currently giving off, seven days at Butlins in Bognor was not the sunny paradise she had mm. in mind. Uh, actually, there's a touch of green in there, Nikki. Were you overinduffing on the inclusive buffet? There, of course. Or, yeah. uh, we yes, how was Bognor? It was lovely. Yeah. You went to Cape Verde, didn't you? Yeah. Oh. He's making a joke. Here. Oh, is that a joke? Oh, Sorry, right. I can't keep up these days. Yeah. Heath Ball, meanwhile, while not on his holes for once, is getting into the holiday spirit to such an extent he's giving away free frozen margaritas at his Highgate pub. Oh, uh, wait, they're not free, are they? No, um, they're not it. More on that later. So we are going to be talking about kids in pubs in this episode. That classic combination. Should pubs be adult-only spaces, or should we be embracing little tykes and their parents' cash? Uh, to help us with that, we've got a great range of guests, including David Worcester of the Lower Red Line in St Albans. We'll be hearing from Mums Nets' Rhiannon Evans, along with podcast regular Phil Sutton of the Perry Hill Pub. And we'll be talking legal and safety issues with Popston Allen's Suraj Dasor and Luke J, MD of Homefront outdoor play and finally we're asking whether you can actually make any money out of kids food with onslow smokehouses rob bar and parlors jesse dunford wood so a lot of guests there and a great topic um but before all that let's uh, let's have a little catch up on the industries going on goings on and um and particularly heath um who has hit the headlines as a very angry little man um <laughs> Oh. It's so, been my favourite thing. I mean, it's been fantastic. This yeah. is the gift that just keeps giving. Uh, let's let's start. Heath, can you explain why you were called a very angry little man? Which, to be fair, won't be a huge surprise to our six listeners. No. Okay. Or anyone that knows you. So, a customer, I'll keep it short, decided that our margarita Please stand do. out the front was, was a complimentary margarita stand, and she thought it was okay to help us out to a margarita bit of an altercation with her and she said there was no signage we should add signage on it so I went up and put signs on the margarita machine she kicked off even more she said there was no need then she went home and wrote a nasty drunkard uh, TripAdvisor review which I responded to and then it went viral and then I was like the number two Daily Mail story of the day where she called me an angry little man and then Daily Mail readers decided to leave comments about so, my appearance. So yeah, let's, 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 let's dig into that a little bit because <laughs> okay. this is the fun bit. Uh, so you meant the email, you featured heavily in the comments section. Uh-huh. I'm going to pick out a few highlights. Go on. He looks like an odious little Brexiteer. <laughs> I don't even vote for Brexit. I voted to remain. <laughs> That's what made it even funnier. It's just ridiculous because I've got no well, hair. Do you have to be, wait, wait. Because you're follically challenged. <laughs> it's not my fault. Oh, I'm you? bald. Yeah, but it's not my fault. I lost my hair, so I'm bald. <laughs> therefore, I voted for Brexit. Fuck off. Okay, next. And you're Australian. Uh, <laughs> you're a foreigner. Like, you're what do you know? I mean, it's yeah. even worse. So they couldn't hear you speak if they'd known you were a foreigner. Jesus. Wow. Just imagine what would happen. Um, this was a good one. That's a professional idiot. <laughs> To be fair, I'm not sure if they were referring to you or the customer there, but I, I'd like to think it was you. Probably me. Um, this is a really good one. He does sound like he's not tall. Mm-hmm. How did I didn't speak? 
all these people. This is on the printed word as well. Uh, There's 1,200 uh, comments. Oh, great. We went through a lot of them. Yeah. Any short man who wears those ridiculously oversized glasses is an utter oil tanker. What's an oil tanker? Well, I think it's probably a reference to <laughs> You mean it's uh, like you follow wanker. the word. Yeah. Okay, yes, great. Yes, okay. Yeah. Bit of rhyming you, slang Oh, I didn't uh, think about that. Uh, I, I don't use words like that. I'm going to refer to you as an utter oil tanker from now on, though. <laughs> Thank so, you. Um, uh, a good one here was, I've never seen Harry Hill look so upset. <laughs> mm-hmm. Insert Greg Wallace uh, as well into that. Uh, and my personal favourite... Uh, which was imagine looking like him. I'd never <laughs> I leave the one. house. I got this. I got this. In. <laughs> like really? I also like. The I one did that like says, the. Re- yeah. Looks looks like the sort who doesn't wash his hands after using the loo. That was a really good one. Too. Fuckers. <laughs> I think there's, a, there's going to be a close tie with. Uh, to be fair to her, he does like a right twat. <laughs> like you're lucky. I've got like you know. What I mean, I don't really give a fuck. But oh. like Jesus. Like I mean, I was worried for your for your your. Personal, you oh, know, yeah, it, mental it, it, health. It, it, like, duck, point, duck off know, water's I mean, back, mate. Right. I don't give a fuck. But the picture, <laughs> what did, you did look very angry. There's the a picture that he made me send in for another article on something. He said, I need an angry photo of you for something. And they, they harvested that photo and used it for this fucking article. I <laughs> know, oh, and I got not got the penny out of this. This, yeah, is, like, this uh, is bullshit. Yeah. I mean, like, they I just did my article in the first place. Oh, yeah. it's unbelievable. But yeah, yeah like, yeah. honestly... Do you know what I mean? What's quite nice is oh, I had a couple of like nasty TripAdvisor reviews and stuff, and they, they got taken down because they were just basically attacks on me. Mm. But I've had a lot of customers go, oh, I never thought you were angry. But I've been, Did I know you? But now, but, now, but now the thing is, right, so I walk around work, and I have to think, don't look like the angry guy, because <laughs> people expect you to be angry, so smile a lot. And my staff are like, you're really happy lately. I said, no, I'm really not. I just don't want people thinking I'm the angry little man. Inside, so, I'm raging. Yeah, yeah, like, so, oh, he's the happy little man. Do you know what I mean? I feel like an Oompa Loompa <laughs> around the pub, you know, like, Oompa, Oompa. Give him some of your fake tan, Nicky. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, what a, what a, what a whirlwind that was, but I, I you know. I'm not going to lie, it was really fun. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. How evil are people, though? <laughs> do you know really what I mean? Like, I mean, if you... I had the time or energy, I'd just sit there replying to all of them. It's, oh. it's, you've been in, indoctrinated in the world of Daily Mail where the obsession with Brexit is still yeah, rife. But I thought they um, voted for Brexit. I thought oh, Daily Mail oh, yeah, read yeah, it. Yeah, so why are they picking on them me? Half Guardian readers winding up the, uh, oh. the Brexit here, mate. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, the other ones, the rest of the comments, so everyone who said you look like a Brexiteer, half of them said you look like a Ramona. So, uh, it's just, you, you but you can just see well, I'd hate to be famous because you just get it'd be no reprieve you just get mm. picked on all the time mm. you know what I mean a lot also did express horror at the cost of your frozen margarita at 12 pounds. oh god let me guess they live outside the M25 <laughs> oh here we go ooh drinks are expensive in London <laughs> We should, you know, we should not go to London. It's expensive. Uh, but also, people did express concern about children. Uh, oh, f- that, that it's appropriate, f- given the topic of this oh, one. She can Plenty off. of people have said children could help themselves to your frozen yeah. margaritas. Yeah, yeah, they can walk behind the bar uh, and help themselves to a drink as well. Are you being responsible here? We are, Think of like, the children. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. They're all so woke, aren't they? Like, oh, my God, my child can help themselves to a frozen margarita. Might make the day go past better. Oh, uh, anyway, in in other in other news, and this is where he reveals his true, very angry little man. Oh, I can't wait. What? It's going to be government related, awesome and I'm excited. Awesome oh, the yeah. fucking budget. <laughs> I like that touch paper, and I'm walking away. Yeah, well, come go on. on, like yeah. fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> like. Like, what we've basically done to you guys is we've froze the the the, uh, the duty. You put it up the highest it's ever been in 50 fucking years. And you sit there with your smug 
fucking face, Hunt. And then we sit. Oh, you go. Don't. I said said Hunt. No, I've got the bleeps on my hand. Hunt. Hunt. No, that didn't work. But then they sit there and they'd like to do you a favour. But hold on. You know what? We can't afford to pay doctors and nurses any more money in this country. Mm. But you know what? You're the private sector. We're going to increase your wage bill by 10%. And what have you given us? Like, we don't, I just, we're so taxed to fuck. And it's just like, it's almost like the, the, the less businesses we have, the happier they're going to be because we won't moan about impl- having staff. But what a fucking joke that was. And then, you know, you get like, okay, fair play to Kate because I feel sorry for her because she's a lobbyist and she has all that sort of stuff. But we really, like, we're not going to get a VAT reduction. We're dreaming that's never going to happen. And every year we're just going to get piled and piled upon with compliance and more, more bills and more tax. We're fucked. Like, like, just say you don't want a hospitality sector. Let's entice big business. You know, Boris Johnson, right? Still that fucking deal they've done that they did at Hampton Court the other day with Rishi Sunak. We're going to get all this billion. They didn't finish the Boris Johnson one he did in 2020. They haven't got the investment. It's all fucking smoke and mirrors. They get the money. They go, oh, we're going to get this money. But meanwhile, let's entice big tech to the UK. You know what's going to happen when they get here? They're going to have to fucking cook at home on coal because there'll be nowhere to eat in this country or have a good time. You'd ra- I'd rather go and live in North Korea. You probably have more fucking <laughs> fun hang on how are you doing on your bingo oh I've god I've got North Korea oh god government <laughs> doesn't care fucking we'll that. I don't know they don't that fucking yet. care no, 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 no. they don't <laughs> fucking care man honestly and then he goes and had, what the insult was he went and had a pint in that fucking pub afterwards you know what I mean like you, piss off yeah I they, mean, they really like we, we get it I'll say it again they don't care about us we're on our fucking own but listen if they don't do something soon we're going to lose more and more businesses. But they don't care. But yet they want people out of work. They want to get all these people out of work and back into the jobs. But there'll be no fucking jobs for them. And they're going to spend big money on UK AI. Fuck, let's hope the AI is more intelligent than these pricks running the country. <laughs> Rishi Sunak can't even use a fucking hammer. <laughs> what fucking hope have we got? Or a card machine. Card machine. And yeah. asking the homeless guy, what does he do for a job? You know, fuck. <laughs> At least Boris Johnson, and they start, so not Boris Johnson, at least fucking Donald Trump gets indicted. We can't even indict these guys. We don't do anything about it. How many billion did you steal? Don't worry about it. Shh, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. But let's, you know what? Let's go and ruin pubs. The only thing we've got left in this country that everybody has a good time. That advert goes viral because it shows the highlights loneliness in this country. And all we're going to do is we're going to have less and less pubs and we're going to have people sitting at home fucking dying of boredom. So moving on from that, the, the advert has gone via the advert there's an Irish pub that has put out an advert um, that talks about loneliness and everything else it's, it's, it's smashing it it's beating the John Lewis just to but it's good to it's a, it, it highlights what's going on mm. and pubs aren't just where we all go and get pissed on a Friday night and fall over and have fights it's about community and it's about people being together and it's about that and the government don't see that you know why they don't go to pubs they live in another world this is true. This is true. I mean, I, I, I'd like to like to end it on a positive with with somewhat positive there. But uh, we also did he mention national living wage? Oh, oh God, ten percent. He did mention it, but it didn't oh. go into but, but, we're, but so we don't want to drive inflation anymore. We don't. They didn't. They listen. They didn't bring inflation down. All that happened was the price of utility, the price of energy dropped. Yeah. Right. They didn't bring it down, and they go like that. But suddenly, what's going to drive inflation? Us putting our prices up to pay for the ten percent. And how much mm-hmm. money do we need to put it up to pay for ten percent? It's not. 
10%. (laughs) Fucking madness. We need to have somebody in government who actually has a PhD in economics. Not one minute. Oh, by the way, Nikki, this week you can be the, uh, hold on, what do you want to do? You can be in charge of the education. Oh, but hold on, no, wait. Next week you're going to be in charge of fucking health board. Like, they they switch. Or if you're a former prime minister from... 2016, you can come back in. He got us into this fucking shit. (laughs) And he's back. (laughs) But he's back. He started it. He lit the match and walked away. And then suddenly he's got a job back. All those ticks missing. It's so corrupt. And we go, oh my God, my energy bill is so expensive. Look, it's too busy. Look over here. Look over here with these bricks. But meanwhile, we're getting a 10% increase. And honestly, but yay, kids in pubs. I mean, I should have given a trigger warning at the start of that. Also, it's probably a good job we're in a separate room to the rest of the people in this pub. This this is true. Yes, we are at the uh, Admiralty. They're all down there Uh, crying into their points. We are, we are. Thanks to Fullers for hosting us and locking us in the room, so he didn't disturb all their other guests. I hope it's soundproofed. um, (laughs) You and me both, buddy. Right, let's uh, let's move on. Fucking true, though, isn't it? (laughs) You make it look like a madman. It's true. Let it go. It's all fucking true. Okay, I'm quiet. You're listening to the Lock In Podcast, and we're talking about kids and pubs. So let's start with a nice, easy discussion. Should we be letting them in in the first place? I'm delighted to welcome David Worcester, licensee of the Lower Red Line at St Albans, who does not allow kids. Uh, we were going to have a pub that is pro-family, uh, but she hasn't made it onto the call. I can only assume she's dealing with some kind of family-based crisis. A kid's got a bread roll stuck up his nose or something like that. Uh, so Heath... Congratulations, my friend. You are Yay. representing the family pub side of things here because you're wait. so pro-child in uh, in pubs. So, uh, uh, David, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having me. So let, let's start. What's, what's your position? Tell us about uh, you know why 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 are you uh, uh, an anti uh, anti kids in pubs pub? Um, only really anti-pub, anti-kids in my own pub, uh, to be fair. Um, it's, um, I don't give a shit about and pubs in other, uh, kids in other pubs. Um, they don't stress me out in other pubs. If they're kicking off in other pubs, it doesn't worry me. Um, my thinking uh, behind no children in my pub is that there are a lot of pubs in St Albans, all of whom allows children in. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to be that person. So I'm in a fortunate position that I don't need to be. Uh, it's quite a small pub. Uh, and it only takes one of the little darlings to kick off, um, and it makes life pretty unbearable for everybody else. So, I mean, do you do you, do you promote that that you are a, a kid-free zone? Um, yeah, we've had to. Um, when I first started, I kind of went in tentatively, um, and uh, we didn't have that much signage up, um, and we would get people coming in uh, with their buggies first, um, and then oh. it's a lot more. Uh, confrontational, should we say, right. if they're already in yes. with their buggy. Um, and a lot of the, um, the reviews that we got were one-star reviews, which is fair enough, mm. but saying that they didn't know before they got there and it was embarrassing and blah, blah, blah. Right. So well, I've got a sign the front of the pub that says we are St. Albans only, child-free, dog-friendly pub and garden now. <laughs> right. Um, and then we, we uh, give them an option. We give them alternatives. So we tell them exactly where the next three or four closest family-friendly pubs are and directions and um, distances. 
Right, okay. I mean, I, I thought for the buggies, if you get those stinger strips that the police put down to stop uh, cars. <laughs> that's not so. very child-friendly. Well, that's the point. He's, um, he's, yes. he's not the child-friendly. He doesn't want them. Want we them we, there, we so. have a parking bay outside the red line now. What, for kids? Yeah, for, kids the, ba- and for the, the prams. <laughs> we're, we're so child-friendly, Ed. I mean, I'm loving this. Heath, right, come on then, Heath. Here's me. It's so sarcastic. You, you like kids in your pub? No. <laughs> 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 you, you, you... You don't discourage it. You have a, a child. I can't menu. fucking escape it, Ed, man. Like, it's brutal. Would you, you ban them? Would no, you ban I, I wouldn't because then, you know, you just, like, I just, it's, the, you know, the problem is not the kids, actually, it's the parents. And we've heard this before, but it mm. actually is the parents that they don't discipline their kids anymore. They let them run riot. You know, the worst one is when they let them play on their iPads on full fucking volume. <laughs> what is that? Are you deaf? So, yeah, like, I try and be, I try, it's really hard, though. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, good, good pro, pro. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, kids are great. Kids are great. We love kids. But you have just ordered some colouring books and stuff. I was going to say, you've just, you have just ordered colouring books, so you're, you're, you're. I'm just trying to think of ways to keep them quiet. So, what, get them off the iPads, get them colouring instead. It's It's a tough balance, though. It must be nice, though. Do you you just get loads of customers who just come in and are just happy to be in a child-free environment? Uh, it certainly raises an eyebrow or two as I, I watch people walking past looking at the um, the A board. Um, oh, and do they think you're a swingers or, club? Uh, <laughs> 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 I was going to say adult only space could send the wrong signals if it heats. I'm like, wow, let's get up there. Out the front that does that. Oh, your car keys. What's that grass? The pomace grass growing out the front of the bus? Pampas grass, yes. That's what David just said. Yes. He can't hear. He's old. He's uh, sorry. He's hearing. Uh, I mean, David, what are the benefits for you, would you say, of of, of being uh, an adult only space? Uh, I don't have to hoover as many salt as I put at the carpet in the morning. I mean, um, you, you made a point earlier about uh, the, 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 the advantage. You can sell. You, are, you, are you missing a, a, a segment of the market here, would you say? Yes. Mm. Very much so. Mm. But it's a segment of the market that I don't particularly want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're more grumpier than me. <laughs> How is this possible? <laughs> We've hit the jackpot. It's a fairly fortunate position. I've been doing this for 32 years mm. now. Um, I've got a lot of my, my friends, my colleagues in other pubs around here um, say, oh, I wish we could give up pub, give up kids in pubs. We just can't afford to do it. I don't I, I don't want kids in my pub, just like what he's just been saying. Mm. I don't really want them in the pub. We have to have them because that's where the money is and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, do you have kids yourself? It's, it's, uh, sorry? sorry, personal question. Do you, do you have kids yourself? Uh, no, I don't. I've got a nephew and a niece that I love very much. I've got a girlfriend who's got two nieces that I love very much. That's um, great. Come and visit me at work. Great. He can't. Say <laughs> <laughs> again? So come and visit me at work. Oops, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what you called me there. <laughs> no, I'd have late for that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get quite a bit of rap especially on, on Facebook and, um, and TripAdvisor. Mm. So um, a particular lady back from uh, 2019 who had a massive, it was at four pages, I've just printed it off last night um, in case I needed some quotes <laughs> on here, uh, four pages of A4 um, without a response from me Right over the course of about three or four days. Um, massive, massive rant about why her child shouldn't be allowed in the pub where dogs are. 
um the, <laughs> the, the final bit i think was um you can't use no children and yes dogs in the same breath oh, I've heard that before as well. just absolutely <laughs> yeah they don't like when you, you you group kids and dogs in the same like sentence i mean it's no, but you have your stool right and you have to choose what you want to do and you have to stick to your guns i think a lot yeah. of the time I mean, how how do you handle how do you handle that, David? I mean, is it, is it a case of just ignore it? Do you deal with humour? I mean, what what do you do to kind of uh, deal with those kind of things? Oh, with her, I left her alone, and then unfortunately, autocorrect uh, auto uh, response kicked in, uh, and she was just gra- glad that she had a response, and then she left me alone. <laughs> and I've not apart from an answer message on the actual phone. Oh um, wow! Which I've kept which I've happened to get for two and a half years when I'm down I just listen to it she, <laughs> sound, she sounds really stable reasonable I'd yeah, say like reasonable, re- reasonable yeah. and, and sounds and like, like one of your customers he. <laughs> sounds yeah. like you he. <laughs> <laughs> okay Jesus <laughs> I mean hey, if you're you're in the position and um, that you're yes you're in you're in Highgate with, with the red line so I mean you're, you're surrounded by family but you could there's plenty of problems. you could do what David's doing you could you could basically go family free couldn't you be an adult nah, in nah because everybody in Highgate because there's so many schools everyone's got kids up there well, not everyone but there, there are pubs that don't let kids they in. might want to go to a pub where their kids can't follow nah we do, we're so we do most of our money to be honest like in the, in the weekend on a Saturday and Sunday you know, seventy percent of our money is done before eight o'clock. Mm. It's that that you know we get a lot of parents who come in and the dad will be like, "Fuck, all right, can I have a bottle of this?" And it'll be a two hundred quid bottle of wine because they mm. just want to drink through to the weekend oh, to right. get to Monday. You know what I mean? So I want to, you know, I want to nurture that market. Ed. Well, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, and David, I mean, what advice would you offer to to any pub looking to follow in your footsteps to uh, to to take that step, that plunge, uh, to be a, a kid free environment? Um, I would think about it very hard because, mm. as, Reece, as just uh, Heath's just saying, um, you, you probably do lose quite a lot of, uh, of income over it. Um, but follow your dreams. Mm. Have the courage of your convictions and, and, and do it, I guess. Um, not that I don't like children. I, I like playing pool, but I don't want a pool table in here either. <laughs> um, but, but a lot of my customers, we, it sounds very similar to Highgate. We've got a lot, a lot of people come here to breed, right? <laughs> what did you say, breed? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got around here, people come to St Albans because they have, we have quite a lot of really good schools in St Albans. Yeah. So they come here, they've got money, it's London money that's come out, it's the, it's the next stop, it's only 20 minutes out of, out of London. So it's literally the same as what Reese. Um, why do I keep calling you Reese? Sorry. He's Eat Australian. Yeah. Yeah, Reese is good. I could go by Reese. Reese is good. So, yeah, similar sort of thing, but somebody's got to do it. And yeah. somebody's, I'm just trying to tap into that market. It's not as profitable a market, probably, as having to have the little ankle biters around you and, and doing nuggets and chips and, or gastro nuggets and gastro chips <laughs> um, or whatever it is. But, um, but as I said, we're a small pub, we're a, two, a little back street, two bar pub. Yeah, um, I'd rather do dogs, and and we've got Santa Claus coming next month, and that's the most exciting thing that's happening um, in, our, in our dog world. Um, that sounds great, your, David. Your, I like that idea a lot. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so there's a woman with a dog. Dog friendly and child free. Yeah. So they'll bring the in you know, Sunday lunch on the Sunday just gone. We had every table pretty much had a dog with it. Yeah. Um, and albeit we've only got 16 tables out the front, um, we had 14, 15, 16 dogs, mm. and tripping over the dogs but it's, it's fun the dogs get a bit of beef the, the, I don't know 
It's yeah. just one of those things, I think. Somebody's got to do it, and, and I, I love dogs. I don't particularly want children in my pub. <laughs> and I guess, actually, your, your, your point about being upfront about this is, is probably key, isn't it? You know, you're not going to disappoint if you're quite clear that you and the, there's a pub in my, my hometown in Chester they, they've literally got a sign up saying actively family hostile on the front of the pub so uh, I mean you can't be much more clear than that it's uh, you're not going to be disappointed I think that was on Twitter wasn't it I saw, yes. I saw a photo yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. So, well, there you go. Okay. Well, David, thank you very much for uh, for for uh, carrying that there with Heath with his failure to be pro pub uh, pro kids. Yay, children! <laughs> let's very much. Uh, let's park that one there. Brilliant. Cheers, David. Cheers, David. Cheers. You're listening to the Lock In podcast with Ed Bennington, Heath Ball, and Nikki Thatcher. And Heath didn't turn his phone off there, it's so not thanks me. for that. That oh, is me, sorry. <laughs> we are talking about kids and pubs in this episode, and we've got two great guests joining us now uh, Rhiannon Evans, head of communications with Mumsnet, and firm favourite with the Yummy Mummies, uh, Phil Sutton, <laughs> licensee of the Perry Hill pub in South London. So, a fair description, Phil? You did give me. You gave uh, yeah, me, you gave me fifty quid. I'm just going to hear this and then come and see. She'll be round. Excellent, yeah. good. Yeah, it was for fifty quid. You slipped me to say that. So, uh, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Um, so, Rhiannon, you're here representing the the views of parents. Although you just did admit off air that you don't have kids yourself, so you don't necessarily have that delightful pleasure of having a toddler throwing a tantrum in the middle of a busy pub or restaurant. So, uh, but you do represent the views of Mumsnet, and I'm sure you have a wealth of information to share with us. So. Let, let's let's make a start. You know what we want to talk about best practice. What parents want from pubs. Um, so what are, what are mums netters looking for from from their local? Would you say? Well, th- there's actually quite a lot of debate on mums net about kids in pubs generally, um, and I think one of the main things that comes out of that is that what parents want is where pubs are family friendly for them to be really clear about that and mm. um, because there's there's nothing worse i think than than feeling like you're in the wrong place you know you're maybe taking your kids somewhere where they're not particularly welcome or where where other users are not happy about it and so i think what's really important to parents in the first instance is if a pub is family friendly say it's family friendly you know mm. say kids are welcome because that's what makes parents feel good about it and Equally, you know, there's lots of parents on Mumsnet who would be absolutely horrified to go for maybe their weekly child-free night out somewhere mm. and find that they're surrounded by other people's children. Um, so I think where you're clear about whether a pub is family-friendly or not, that really helps people on both sides of the argument. It's interesting. As you said that, both Nicky and I looked at Heath when you were, no. were talking about the... Uh, Welcoming. Sort of, uh, here's, Welcoming. No, here's the rub, right? We're very kid-friendly, but... Parents, just like parents use that as an excuse just to make, let their kids run riot. They let them run around the pub. Oh, but you're friendly. Yeah, well, you're kid-friendly. Yeah, but we ask you to keep the kids at the table. They're running around. They jump on staff. They're throwing stones. Ricky, the plants. Running, the plants. And that's just plants your kids. Out. Yeah, there's not my kids. But they just think that's a license for them to just sit back, drink wine, and just ignore what's going on. We've actually had parents ask us to look after their children while they, while they have dinner. Like, we're not, you know what I mean? You don't even know us. We're not even licensed for this sort of stuff. It's, so what I, I, we welcome children, but we ask they be respectful and well-behaved, and we ask their parents to make sure they're looked after. We had a situation the other week, I'll give an example. Kid opened the back door, it's got a fire lock on it so they can get out. Mm. We said the back garden shut, the kid got on the furniture and was jumping from table to table, mm. slipped, face planted, smashed its head on the table, mm. and that's our fault. 
from the, well, according to the parents. Yes. Because we should have been supervising their child. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, but is, is it a problem? Is, is there an expectation of parents? Do parents tend to kind of get to the pub and go, you know what, uh, my responsibilities here end? <laughs> Not amongst mums, Nez. I would have to say the kind of behaviour that's just been described, I think, would would provoke horror and quite a lot of judgment on mums. Yeah, you know, I can see a few. Am I being a reasonable post um, yeah. being written about that? Um, so I, I think mums netters would accept absolutely that it's fine to have high expectations of kids' behaviour. You know, like you say, a, a pub being family friendly doesn't mean you're not responsible for your children yes. and it doesn't mean you've just got carte blanche for them to run around all over the place. Mm. Um, and I think if you say you're a family-friendly pub, but you're also open about those expectations, that's probably quite a good thing as well. Um, you know, like I say, I think those kind of experiences would be judged quite heavily on mum's there. Um, so we don't tend to see a lot of that. We, we actually have written on the bottom of our menu, children must remain seated. Please don't allow them to run around and play games in the pub. We have that on our menu. You should probably introduce like <laughs> sort of uh, seatbelts. <laughs> What's that? Uh, seatbelts. I mean, you actually expect customers to read that. I mean, you had a customer that didn't read the fact she had to pay for a margarita the other day. So we're still talking about. We're this. still. We're going to keep talking about this. <laughs> you expect customers to read that and, and respond. I mean, they don't read. No, they don't. No. Um, I, I mean, what what do pubs get right? Where, where where are pubs getting it right? Do you think for from from that parent point of view? So I think. Something that comes a lot up a lot is is sort of staff and like general friendliness of staff. Again, it's the kind of thing that doesn't require lots of extra effort or resource, and um, but just feeling like your kids are welcome, you know, and they're not being frowned upon. Obviously, if they're behaving themselves, not behaving in the way <laughs> that has just been described, and I think really little kind of seemingly obvious things, you know, having decent baby changing areas, you know, maybe toilet cubicles that are big enough for a parent and toddler to go in together because you don't want to leave your toddler sort of unattended, wandering. Mm. Pub, as previously discussed, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and little things like you know, lots of places offer kind of little colouring packs or things like that to keep kids occupied. And lots of parents tell us that seemingly these things are a lot more interesting when they're given to them, you know, by a stranger or from somebody in a pub than they are when their parents provide them. So it's, there's a big difference between bringing your own sort of set of colouring things and being given them in mm. a new location. So apparently that makes quite a big difference as well. So lots of like quite small. And seemingly a bit obvious things, but they all add up, I think, to make parents feel welcome with their kids. Indeed. And Phil, so what are you, what are you getting right then from that list? Well, this just nicks all my small and seemingly obvious things there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no thunder to be brought. Yeah, yeah. colouring in, you know. I think a lot of it is you've got to try and help the parents, you know, because being a parent as well, you, you want to go to the pub. They, they want to be able to go to the pub and try and have some kind of relaxing and it can be very difficult when you've got a small kid so you've got to try and you know if you can help them with some basic tools to you know not set them up to fail <laughs> with the kids then you're um, you know it's better for everyone really you know we want the trade yeah the trade to be honest with you you, you know? see I, I like that Heath that, that's somebody who's, who's coming at it from a totally different angle to you that's somebody who's putting the customer first and thinking <laughs> about the customer's needs Rather than just complaining about the fact that they're, I don't know what you, I don't know where you're trying to go with. I don't know what, what's the point. I mean, having said that, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have, we have, we're lucky enough to have a big garden. We have a massive, big play area that we put out there and stuff like that. You know, so and you know, it doesn't matter how big I put the sign. Children are remain supervised at all times. You know, it's, <laughs> it's never going to happen. And there's some wild things that they try and do you know so we we do spend too much time policing other people's children basically i mean there, there is really 
there is an element of, of, of I mean I remember as a kid you know your parents had literally sort of my parents weren't big pub goers but when you went they'd sort of disappear off and you'd be in the play area totally unsupervised you'd generally be slippering off uh, bits of plastic making new friends with other kids yeah. uh, Nikki trying to get those kids to go and buy her beer <laughs> as we've established uh, earlier on um, I mean it, it, it's, it's almost a rite of passage isn't it but, um, but we can't really be like that anymore it. uh, well I know Heath you, you were know, talking about your dad buying you vodka are, and uh, no, putting you in front of a fruit machine so. but post-war things are a lot different <laughs> you know what I mean uh, yes thanks uh, yeah that's the second time you've made that joke. Um, I mean, what what can you do with the play? I mean, play equipment is is, is an issue, isn't it? I mean, what, what, how do you control that environment, Phil? I mean, again, I think it's you've got to try and. There's only so much you can do about controlling parents. That, you know, you, you can't, you can't, you can to a degree, but you've just got to try and do things that make it easier. So, our play area is surrounded by the adults' pe- benches and areas and tables and things yeah. like that so they can sit there on their picnic Fives. bench be having a drink <laughs> in their area and be able to see their kid on just, just on the other side of that fence and we've got lots of tables around there including some heated outdoor ones as well so it's you know there's not really much excuse to be sat at the other end of the, the garden so that you, you know you, you can sit there and you, you can do it mm. um, I, I mean then again, on the other side of the garden we have we have sort of it's gone flip total reserve reverse we now have an adults only area so rather than a children's area of the garden we have an adults area of the garden where you know you have to be over 18 to go into as well, sort of on the, so when you have people who don't quit on the kids on that night off they can go into that area and now breathe oh, you know nice. normally it's full of teachers basically from when they're <laughs> <Yeah. area>. <laughs> <laughs> hiding away <laughs> mrs johnson are you drinking wine <laughs> quite a lot of that going on so uh, they go they go and scooch around there but it's fr- from that it's, it's giving them things that something to do you know it's, but and again i'm going to come back to it because it's it's a bit horses for courses it depends what your area is isn't it you know we, i've opened the pub in an area where there are some excellent local schools and a lot of chimney pots so what have i got i've got a lot of people around me that have all got young kids mm-hmm. um and that's my market you know, yeah. So, uh, come in, come in an evening time. They're not, they're not, no one, they're not out getting drunk at ten thirty at night. But I really have to lean into my market and look yeah. after them and try and make it the best environment possible. So, you, you want it to be somewhere where they can get families can go feel comfortable, but also you know know that you know within reason the kids are going to be not just tolerated, but sort of the, the colourings there, the things yeah. there. Get a pub dog that always helps. They love the dog, you know. Can come and say hello to the dog. I mean, you, um, you've got that pub dog. Things like that. And then, yeah, and, and then, you know, we, we lent it even further and started. We were like, well, if we're having the kids come anyway, why don't we try and. I need, I need to find an extra bit of revenue. And that's when we came up with the idea of starting to actually throw kids' parties. Oh, right. Because um, it was like, uh, they're coming anyway. Then it was like, well, generally, we're going to get them early on a Saturday or early on a Sunday, you know, and it's not the time when I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to be jam-packed with yeah. other things and then suddenly I found I could put a two-hour window on them you know and they mm-hmm. don't come in and then there's generally parents are doing about three or four of these things on a, on a weekend you know so that they're in parents love it because where would you rather be in a church hall at 9.30 or would you rather be in a pub garden at 12 o'clock where you can have a beer this is true so um, we started our first one and we, you know we provide kids food lay it all out clean it all up helium balloons blackboards lovely and then um First table came in. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Are the kids going to love it? Kids go mental. Parents all arrive. First parent walks to the bar. Bottle of Prosecco, three pints of lager, please. I'm like, okay, this is going to work. <laughs> this is going to work for both of us. <laughs> and so, so is that something you have every weekend going on? Or? We do a lot, yeah. Mm. We did, uh, 
two on Saturday, one on Sunday. So over the summer we were doing up to five a weekend. Wow. So we'll stack them in and we'll do we'll do them back to back, or we can have two at the same time in the garden because it's quite big. As as a father, as a, as a father of a three year old Phil who spent the, most of the weekend in church halls surrounded by Disney princesses, mm-hmm. uh, exactly. I salute you, and uh, I shall be making sure we book our uh, our parties out in future. But, uh. This is it. This is it. And then suddenly, well, it's, it's sort of been a self fulfilling prophecy. As soon as you're there with twenty other parents who've never been to the pub before, and suddenly they have a reason to come, they find you. They go, oh. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't have to clean up. You know, so we sort of make the price accessible for that because for, for doing it, um, it's not quite a loss leader, but you know, not mega bucks to do the party. Because then you just got repeat business comes back and back. Yeah. It's um, you know, you need a bit of control, but um, but it's yeah. It's I think I was just looking at it. over the summer we started. We've done about forty kids parties since halfway through the summer when we started doing it. Okay, and our flat basic package is two hundred quid. Right. And then that's just that's just for the kids' food. So after that, you've got all the, everything else the parents were. So it's not insignificant money. No, you know, no. You do a couple of those. Each one's probably bringing at least 500 quid. Do It's 1,000 quid. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. No, it's good. It's good. And, uh, I mean, Rihanna, looking at the sort of, uh, the, the mum's net sentiment, is, is there a, you know, what, what is the sentiment towards pubs from, from mum's netters? Do, do, they, do they want to see pubs doing more for families and, and, and things like that? I think it's they do appreciate a family friendly pub and I think what you said earlier about you know times have changed it's no longer really acceptable to go to the pub and leave your kids to sort of run around outside like you might have done um, at a different um, time unless you're in Heathrow um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely true but I think what lots of families see now is that going to the pub is something that they can do together yeah. you know like if you've got young kids maybe the kind of like the swanky restaurants that you might want to frequent in a kind of a kind of off your radar now but actually going to the pub having a few drinks and something nice to eat and it being something that you can take your kids along to mm. I think is a really sort of valued experience among parents particularly young parents and so I think that's really really important and equally as I said I think child-free pubs are also really important um, again for parents who want some time away from their kids you know I think the idea of having an, an adults only area in a pub is a really good way yeah. of sort of preserving that space and that kind of physical separation and mm. um, so yeah I think there's a huge amount of affection for pubs amongst Mumsnet users um, and often they're looking for quite different things but there's there's space I think within the trade for the you know that whole sort of range of experiences indeed so it's, it's all about inclusivity Heath that's uh, that's yeah. the thing you know yeah. being I'm inclusive I'm listening are you sure yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A... <laughs> brilliant guys well we are out of time but thank you very much for that some really good thoughts there This is the Lock In Podcast, and we're talking about kids and pubs. We're going to take a look at some of the legal and health and safety aspects here, and we've got some great guests joining us to help with that. Uh, Suresh Desor is our legal eagle from the Popston Allen uh, family, filling in the mighty shoes of his colleague Andy Grimsey, who's busy with panto season. Um, (laughs) <laughs> sorry, sorry, Andy, you're not even here to defend yourself. We've also got Luke J, MD of Equipment Providers, Homefront Outdoor Play. So, guys, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. Um, Luke, let's start with you. Um, you're a supplier in this market. Let's let's just get a sense of of how you see things. Um, you know, are, are we seeing investment from pubs into play equipment? Are we seeing pubs taking equipment out? What, what's your sense? 
I think it's ever-evolving, and I think um, it's, it's, it's increasing. Um, I think uh, coming off the dreaded years of COVID, you know, it, it's a big shift in sort of behaviour, and, and I think it's caused everybody or anybody that, that runs a business, but especially pubs, uh, to really take stock and and understand their market, what they want their pub to be, who they want to attract, and and obviously keep keep an eye on the bottom line and the margins they're making. Um, and generally, you know, we see the ones obviously that are considering play areas. We don't speak to the ones that aren't, but you know, it's it's going up and up, and and uh, you know, it's we're quite pleased with the outcome. Is is that more and more are investing in play areas? I mean, Heath, you, are you looking to invest in a in a play area in any of the pubs? Don't, I mean, don't have space. I mean, you've got a you've got a no, covered from, space is front garden. No, but it's true that we am I going to do what? Take Back one of the garden. big? Uh, yeah, come on. Like, no, it's the, you can no. get a slide in there. I'm sure. So. Yeah, but it's you what? No, it's you just, enjoyed the slide at Brewdog. How much space have you got, Heath? Not much in the back garden, but I, I wouldn't. Those are tables in summer that I make good money off, and I have to go and put a kids. Like, well, you imagine, <laughs> you just have hundreds of kids. So you're, you're prioritising profits over the kids here, basically. Is what you're. Yeah, because yeah, I am yeah. because the kids can go to the play area around the corner. <laughs> but you're, you're quite near the school, so surely it would make sense <laughs> that the, you know the parents pick their kids up from school and then they could come to the play area and have a drink. I, and I, I can see it already. Hundreds of kids in the back gardens climbing over each other. Parents knocking Chardonnay and me having a nervous frozen breakdown margaritas. and frozen margaritas. No, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Like, I, yeah, if I had a big country pub, you uh, you consider it. You know what I mean? It probably makes sense. Would you? Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair I enough. would. I would. You know. And, I mean, Luke. I mean, what kind of investment are we talking for for pubs to to put in equipment? I mean, I, that's a bit of a how long is a piece of string? Because I can imagine you can go from one scale to another. But I mean, what yeah. what what, what yeah, we on what, average? What's, what's the most elaborate one you've done for a pub? What's yeah, go on, what's, yeah, what's what's that? Yeah. So um, the annoying answer is how long is a piece of string? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the concise answer is. Generally, uh, with us, because um, we're such great value, uh, they're about ten to twenty grand ish. Um, but depend, and, and you know, Heath, you make a good point. You know, if it's a big rural pub, you know, if it's a focus, if you've got the space, you know, and that's the influencing factor. So, I mean, we're we're looking at one at the moment, which would be an absolutely fantastic outdoor space, and it requires um, not just um, a play area, but additional um, development as well. And that's north of a quarter of a million quid. Jesus, <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of soft drinks, isn't it? Um, but and, <laughs> do, you also, do you also maintain the equipment? Do you come around and do the, like a yearly check, or is it up to the operator? Occasionally we do, but generally it's up to the operator. Um, as you can imagine, one of the main things that, that you know publicans look for because they're busy doing everything else mm. is not having much maintenance um mm. you know if you, if you put something in you, you're a commercial enterprise you're looking for a return on investment you, you're mm. probably accepting the fact there's going to be an element of hassle meaning occasional maintenance or occasional inspections but you don't want to be out there every day you know having to fix and, and mend things and yeah. you know think about the environment they're in we've all had a few shandies and you know they're <laughs> going to be up to uh, expecting a bit of use and abuse parents on swings going down slides all sorts so do, they've do, got to do you really like, stand up to test do you do like we i assume we'd have as operators would have to do a risk assessment on the equipment do you do you provide like you know do we go okay kid goes down the wrong way it's you know we have to risk assess everything in our business and i do we have to risk assessment a risk assess a playground or do you do that or do we don't have to bother that is that not 
we don't have to yeah no it's a, it's it's definitely a good idea too um generally what we hear is um the guidance generally starts from your insurer um some insurance companies uh give quite clear guidance on it a lot just sort of refer to what they describe as a competent person but then don't uh, go as far as telling us what a competent person means <laughs> but the, the best thing to do is <laughs> the best thing to do is just Build it to the to the you know commercial playground regulations. Uh, it's a British standard, eleven seventy six regs. Build just those. Get it in, inspected by somebody like Rosper. Um, you know, make sure that we're starting in the right place with the, the correct design. Uh, you know, with health and safety in mind. But then your own risk assessments and, and what have you is is never a bad idea. Um, but a lot of that can be battered away before you've even broken ground. You know, designing something in a sensible way where it's fun, but you're not putting anybody at sort of um unnecessary risk so because in reality as much as everything's supposedly supervised play people are having drinks they're enjoying themselves they're there for fun they might not be keeping an eye on the kids as much as they should be so you just want to bear that in mind really but you know we we, i'm sure everybody does but we provide um guidance and paperwork that you can take our logo off stick your logo on and it's like your 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 crib sheet and your checklist to, to make sure you're checking everything that you need to and, and when you say um sort of um design it so it's safe or whatever, i mean one of the most popular kind of designs and, and setups what what should a pub be thinking about when it comes to looking at the kind of equipment um i think i think it's more a question on making sure they really understand who's going to be using it so have a clear understanding of the age groups that you want to target mm. um and then then it's really up to once you've got the age group in mind, so you can then assess how challenging the climbing apparatus is with your monkey bars, swing slides, whatever. Space obviously uh, dictates that a little bit as well. And then it's down to your own personal um, aversion to risk, you know. So some want an absolute wow factor, you know, all bells and whistles. Other people want something that ticks a box, really, and just shows to be, be doing something. But it's incredibly safe, low risk, you know, um, but it keeps little little kids entertained so it's it's depending on the circumstance and how far you want to go really so is there something that like everybody has like a couple of swings and a slide or something like you're that, thinking or? like toilets yeah. where it's like three sinks two <laughs> urinals or, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there's definitely the popular items you know swings are always popular slides are always what popular um we find our imagination range pretty pretty interesting because it just adds another layer of interest that so we do ships and forts and what have you mm. Um, and that's good we always think that kids and I'm sure you guys find this as well kids if you give them anything and tell them how to use it they're bored as soon as the novelty's you know gone so if they can mean it's a spaceship one day or a castle the next and there's that layer of imagination keeps them entertained for longer which means mum and dad are happy which means they're putting more behind the bar so what you're saying basically Luke is forget the play equipment just put the box in the garden (laughs) No, I don't think. It, don't, don't think <laughs> but then it rains. We do have a lot of rain in this country. <laughs> so you need a nice timber castle. It's, it's a yes, yeah. There's, <laughs> you, there's always pitfalls. Do you are you doing are you doing any installations that are all year round, like a covered, or is most people just doing it? Like you think you have your front marquee that's covered? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, we, as part of the larger projects as well. You know, we, we we sort of consider outdoor space as a whole. So we don't just do play areas and what have you. It's development of entire outdoor space. So hard and soft landscaping smoking stretch tents stretch tents for dining shelters all that good stuff you know just some so it's quite like a nice cohesive design all the way through so you don't have this sort of disjointed approach 
um, to the outdoor space. Perfect. Um, I'm just conscious of time, and, and Sarah, you're very patiently sitting there, but let, we need to come on to the fact that, you know, we, we can't have children's play equipment unless we allow children into the pub. So, and there's some licensing kind of quibbles, isn't there, around kids in pubs. Do you want to talk us through some of that? Sort of what, what is the law around children in pubs? What, uh, what, do, what do operators need to be thinking about if they're aiming at the family market? Sure, Red. I mean, firstly, it's worth reminding ourselves that licensees have an overriding duty under licensing law to promote the four licensing objectives. And one of those is the protection of children from harm. And therefore, there's a general principle operators should have appropriate measures in place to promote that objective. That said, under the law, generally speaking, children are permitted on licensed premises subject to any conditions attached to the premises license. The law only really has one general restriction which relates to unaccompanied children under 16, where on alcohol-led licensed premises, it's an offence to permit children under 16 at any time unless they're accompanied by an adult over 18. And for all licensed premises, even if they're not alcohol-led, so they could be a food-led business, it's an offence to allow unaccompanied children under 16 after midnight up to 5am if the premises is open for sale and consumption of alcohol at that time. So on top of those general restrictions, you've also got potentially conditions that might attach to a pub's premises licence that impose further restrictions on children. So you'll commonly find conditions around, for example, children under 18 not being permitted after a certain time, say 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, 10pm, 10 or children being restricted in certain areas of the pub, you know, typically, for example, the, the bar area. And these conditions form part of the licence authorisation and breaching them is a criminal offence. Okay. So under the law, along, alongside that um, offence, there's various offences around children and alcohol in licensed premises. I won't go into all of them, but you know, we all know it's an offence to sell alcohol to someone under 18. It's also an offence to knowingly allow the sale of alcohol to someone under 18. Uh, other relevant offences include knowingly allowing anyone under the age of 18 to consume alcohol on licensed premises mm. or for an adult to buy alcohol on behalf of someone under 18. The only exception to that is for 16 and 17 year olds who are permitted to consume beer, wine or cider with a table meal if they're accompanied by an adult over 18 and that adult purchases the drinks. Can I just, uh, Heath, have you, ever, have you ever had that? Do you allow that? What's that? Uh, adult to buy a 16 year old Yeah, we do. A glass of wine, yeah? Yeah, I think like, yeah. we want to... We want to we want to nurture get them, these people get them and get them, get them yeah. into the cult. Yeah. We need them, we need them drinking. You know what I mean? We need, this is, this is essential. Young. We need kids in pubs so they learn how to behave, and then we want them to go. Ooh, my dad has such a good time when he comes to the pub. I feel like when I'm old enough, I'm drinking alcohol. Or it makes get, me or cool. Get, or get a job there. Or, or Ooh, they yeah. just yeah. look at no, you because and they hate people. Dad's uh, drunk again, yeah. and I don't ever want to be like that. And uh, okay, okay, so, speak for so, yourself. It would. When I was sixteen and seventeen, we may or may not have made friends with people who were 18 or older so that we could have a drink with them. I find that shocking and hard <laughs> to believe. <laughs> you little <laughs> mate. No one's, no one's ever done that. Uh, all these offences can lead to prosecution. And you've just convinced. confessed to it. <laughs> Look, look at these! Look at these girls in the mini skirts in the dead of winter. Hi guys, can, we, can you do you mind giving us a half a cider, please, please, sir? Anyway, sorry, uh, sorry, sir. You were you were saying. I mean, one one of the other things is, uh, can licensees decide their own policy around children? We see a lot of people sort of saying, oh, "When do I have to kick them out? What does it? Where can? How much f- freedom do you have? I mean, I guess you can say, "I don't want kids." It's like at anybody, all. though, you can you can don't have to serve anybody you don't want to. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the simple answer is yes, yes, they can. Although children are sort of generally permitted on licensed premises subject to any 
conditions on the license to the to the contrary mm. that doesn't stop a licensee operating their own policy around children in the pub to help manage risk as long as they comply with the law and um, any conditions on their mm. license ultimately it's it's at the licensee's discretion and right to decide entry and refuse service so mm. they could for example decide that they want the pub to only be adult only so no children under 18 permitted at any time mm. um and some operators do find strict rules like that easier to enforce and manage. Okay. And in terms of mitigating risk, what, what should pubs be thinking about? I mean, particularly avoiding a four-year-old helping themselves to a frozen margarita. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> she was in her 30s. She was in her 30s. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> what, what, what can we do to mitigate the risk, Serge? Well, operators can do various things to mitigate risks around children in pubs. Um, yeah, make sure staff understand conditions attached to the premises license and any policy you have around children in the pub and that that's being enforced. Um, regular training for staff on the law, responsibilities, offences, you know, preventing underage sales and how to verify a customer's age. And that training should all be recorded for evidence of due diligence. And of course, you don't want to let your staff selling, sell alcohol until they've had that, that training in place. Yeah. Um, another thing to, to have in place is a robust age verification policy. Uh, it's a mandatory condition on all premises licences selling alcohol to have this, and the DPS needs to implement it. In terms of that policy, I, you know, we'd always advise having something like a Challenge 21 or a Challenge 25 policy where staff are required to ask anyone who appears under 21 or 25 for ID. And doing this will then ensure you challenge people who are under 18 but look a lot older. Um, the policy should probably also include stuff like what are acceptable forms of ID, uh, how to spot fake ID, Staff that make an underage sale do have a defence if they've asked for ID and that ID wasn't obviously fake, so wasn't obviously false. Mm. So staff training is crucial to be able to rely on on that defence. Mm. Perfect. Brilliant. Uh, I suppose other things to probably mention is a refusals register, having that in place, maintaining it, checking it regularly. Um, that way you'll be able to make sure staff understand the training and are taking their responsibilities seriously. And um, it may help you prove you're running a responsible business as part of any uh, mitigation if an underage sale does does happen to take place. Perfect. Brilliant. Right, well, we are out of time, guys. Uh, thank you very much. Heath needs to go uh, have a few more shandies and play in some swings. Um, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> you are weird. You anyway, weird. there we go. Thank you very much, guys. You're listening to the Lock In Podcast with Ed Bennington, Nikki Thatcher and Heath Ball. We're talking about kids in pubs and it's time now to take a look at the food side of things. Uh, we'll just ignore drink because he's got that covered with his free slushy offer. Um, I am delighted to welcome two great guests. Award-winning family pub operator Rob Barr of the Onslow Arms in Locksford in Sussex. Um, hang on, Nikki, isn't that one of your locals? Not far. Yeah. Not far. Although you just admitted you hadn't been in there since Rob took it's it over. It's too far to walk is, oh, yeah. and I don't be driving brilliant fair enough and you haven't got your mum to ferry you not all the time no, she's no. got a life really yes uh, and we also have the legendary jesse dunford wood of parlor in Kensal rise who is now currently walking down the street with a laptop so this is not going to uh not going to uh, go wrong in the slightest but guys thank you very much for joining us thanks for having me good stuff jesse are you are you there 
Brilliant. Perfect. Great. Yes, anyway, I'm here. I'm all yours. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how we get on with this. So we're going to chat about food offers. Um, Rob, how do you how do you cater for kids? What do you do? What do you do with your food? We just we just we just keep it simple. So um, coming out to our pub is, is a treat. Um, so all the the simples you got your your cheeseburgers, your beef burgers, your scampi, your fish fingers, your chicken nuggets, and and then give the kids the option to kind of mix and match whatever they'd like to see on that as well. Perfect. Uh, and Jesse, what what do you do? Um, much the same. Some of it has vegetables in it. <laughs> <laughs> as disguised vegetables peas peas <clears throat> yeah, but there's peas as well we do crudités <laughs> with all sorts of weird vegetables that we kind of test people he's drinking beer <laughs> uh, that, we test, that we test people on to see if they can actually work out what the vegetables are um, and Sunday lunch we do a small roast on Sunday lunch as well Okay, and I mean the, the the vegetables are they popular? I mean, how generally speaking, the idea of trying to get kids to eat vegetables is it's a bit like getting a, a pill into a cat, isn't it? Sometimes it's uh, it's true. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> what a weird analogy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pill into a cat. Wrap them in the towel. <laughs> hold their nose to let no. So that's what I do with my like daughter. Oh, um, dear. Maybe might disguise the actual vegetableness of it. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of, lots of ketchup and lots of gravy. Lots of ketchup, yes. Things. Yes, yeah. Rob, you just avoid all vegetables. Is that, is that the secret trick rather than just... I mean, it's food-based, yeah, isn't it? Much, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Heath. So we've got to make the margin somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Heath, what do you, what do, you do? Very much, food, by the way. very much the same thing. You know, there's no point putting... You put veg on the plate. They, the kids don't eat it. It just no. makes the parents feel good, like they've been good parents because they're, they're provided the chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah they provided that, but really, kids just don't. You know, they don't eat well. And then the parents end up eating it to hide the fact that yeah, kids haven't exactly. eaten it. Exactly. So. Most of it ends up on the floor anyway. Yeah. Do you do you do anything special for on on the menu for kids? I mean, you're, 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 you're no, we do. Uh, we do all that. The biggest selling thing we have is a hot dog. Right. We do a hot dog for kids. Okay. Cheeseburger, chicken nuggets, all the same shit. Mm. Just mm. all unhealthy shit. No wonder we've got an obesity problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how how hard is it to get a kids menu right? Is it is it just that simple? Is it just the case? Of- I have seen I have seen some ridiculously large kids food. Right. And, uh, being a father, I know maybe what portions might mean. Maybe other people who don't have kids are a bit less sure about what portion sizes to give. Right. Yeah. We've also. We've also had issues with uh, adults ordering kids' food, and uh, maybe that's a, a, a point on your on your interview later. But we had to put a stop to that. They were like, "Well, if you're offering it, I'm just going to eat it." But, uh, isn't there isn't there a Ricky Gervais that yeah. does that? It's an afterlife, isn't it? When yeah. he's like, that's he it. orders the fish fingers and chips. He's like, "But it's a smaller portion. I'm going to have it," and then he literally just smashes it in his face. Indeed. I mean, is that is that something you have, Rob? Because uh, adults ordering the uh, the the children's uh, dishes. More more so with the roasts. Um, yeah. It's all so with, with the other things um, because we 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 don't put you know we offer good value for money. Of course we do, um, but we don't put huge amounts on the plate. So and we we advise guests that as well. Okay, Heath, are you? Uh, well, we do we do an we do an adults kids fish oh, so small fish and chips, and most of the kids trade up to that with the older people who don't want to eat a whole meal. Go and have a small fish and chips. You know what I mean? Like, 
I, I, I refuse to serve an adult a kid's dish. Like, you can fuck off. Like, it's, you know what I mean? No. It's, you know, I've had a guy try to order fish fingers for his main meal, and he was like six foot five. You're telling me, like, either you're broke, Maybe he mate, likes like, fish fingers. Oh, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he he ordered nothing then. He no, no, like um, no, I made him order a main course. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'll tell you what you're having. Yeah, like yeah. you're eating a pop- he, he might have just eaten, and he was just being polite to order something. Mate, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm not a therapist, man. I don't need that shit. Like you're in here, you're taking up a seat. Eat properly and ha- fuck off. How was the uh, TripAdvisor review? <laughs> yeah, it was it's sterling, actually. <laughs> One star, grumpy landlord made me eat food. Very angry little man. Very angry <laughs> little <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, how easy is it to... And, uh, can we make money on, on kids' menus? Is it, is, is we, it something you look to Aren't we supposed on? to get, like, cheaper VAT? On, aren't we supposed to... There's no VAT on kids' food. Surely we should be getting... A VAT well, reduction. You tell me, you run the I fucking thought, pub, I, mate. I argue this all the time, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we should not be paying VAT on kids' food in a pub. And we are. Well, there you go. I don't, it's, uh, it's a fair you point. We shouldn't, according to who? According to, according to Heath. I just think we... But isn't there something, there is no VAT on food Heath for kids? PM. That's in retail, though, in supermarkets. Okay. Yeah, kids, I think it's their kids' clothing as well. I was well. going to say, it's kids' clothes, mate. There's, no, there's no VAT Here we go. food. Here we in- go. If, the, if, the, if our trade bodies can't even get us a reduction in VAT, how about giving us kids' food, no VAT on kids' food? No VAT on and kids' clothes that yeah, you're selling in your pub. No, but right. obviously, you know, I would not reprice everything as kids' food on my menu, but I'm just saying it'd be a great idea. Yeah. Smaller portions. Yeah. yeah. So, how much can you actually charge for kids' food? That's another debate. Yeah. Because some places do get a bit pricey, and some places, uh, you know, five pounds for everything. Oh, that's too cheap. What 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 do you I charge? Think it's 50 for everything. You do you do what? Sorry, Jesse. We're se- seven pounds fifty for everything. Yeah, I make quid for everything. Okay, and you were complaining about the price of Guinness in a Fuller's pub the other day. I'm here well, earlier. In fact, right now it's yeah, seven pounds. Uh, Rob, what what are you charging? We're the same, about seven to seven fifty. Um, okay. And then for the roast dinners, are for the kids' roast dinners, ten pounds. But my whole view is that they're still taking the same experience. You know, the parents are still getting the same level of service. You know, regardless of how many adults, what the adult to kid ratio might be. So, I feel as though that's that's fair as long as the produce matches those price points. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's more than reasonable to do it. And are you making money at those prices from those? Not really, no. No, no. no. Jesse? No, not really. No, no. I mean... It, it, no, there's a lot of uh, kind of com- uh, community... What do you call it? Community support. Care <laughs> in the community. That's what we are. Um, <laughs> and kids are part of that. So they it, make way too much mess. They make way too much noise. They don't <laughs> spend enough money. I, that's not something to build a business around. Totally agree. This is yeah. So music to my ears. We'll take we'll take them. We'll still take them. I was going to say. I mean, yeah. I, look, I look at it as we're grooming them for the future. Oh wow! We, we oh wow! Want, no, no, wow. no, we yeah. don't. Don't listen beer. to me. Slip them a beer. Want, Slip them a wine. We want them to be in pubs. They need to learn how to be in pubs. So when they go, they have fond memories of being in pubs. So they go to pubs when they're older. Hey. That's what I mean. How dare hey, you think hey, that, Heath? Can I just make one slight observation? Yeah. When you use the words "kids" and "grooming," <laughs> yeah. in I mean, the same sentence, well, I mean we're, we're educating them and we want we're them to come be back to pubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just mate. a matter of time. 
there's, uh, there's only uh, like Tuesday. I'll probably be cancelled. Uh, you know me. what I mean? We want them to be. We want them to be in a pub environment. So when they grow up, they're used to being there and they have fond memories. So it's, they come back to. So what, pubs. You're, what you're saying is, it's an investment in the future. Exactly. Yes. I mean, Rob, would you would you agree with that? Yes. I 100 percent agree, which is why we spend a lot of time. Uh, nurturing uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good word I must that's write that better, down better how do you, how do you spell that <laughs> yes. so, we're, so, we're, so we nurture the relationship between us uh, the family market and yeah. the rest of it so we do have a play area at the onset we have three goats um, you have yeah, what? So I've gone up three, one three since, goats uh, so you got three goats three goats yeah yeah, and they're not going to be using any curries anytime soon. <laughs> uh, that was, that was going to be his next question. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was. Kids curry. Oh, hang on. Um, right, well, I, completely let's, let's... Agree. I completely agree. It's important that we do bring younger generations into the pub environment because the last thing we want to do is the pub environment becomes... Um, stale or, or it dies out completely mm. um, and you know we all have those fond memories when we were younger when we were sat outside of pubs with a can of coke and a, you know, a bag of scampi crisps and all the rest of it um, and these are the kind of memories we have to create for everybody I was, was going to say in his case half a shit half a lager but um, he's from he's from Australia so um, right I mean the, the, the I know the answer to this, you know, because we've covered this. But you know, are we should we make more of an effort with kids' food to to deliver more than just the beige, the uh, uh, the nuggets and the burgers? Should we, uh, as, as as Jesse has said, you know, he's got he's got vegetable crudites that, that kids stick up their nose and throw away. Um, are we? Do we need to make more of an effort, or do we just think, you know, what? Well, sod it, it doesn't matter. Will they? Eat it? Will they order it? Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I mean, I do hear parents saying, um, you know, oh, the, you know, I see a menu and it's it's just not healthy. It's not this kind of thing. But yeah, the reality is the kids won't eat it if they do. So yeah, yeah the same parents go to McDonald's every every weekend for the uh, the old uh, Happy Meal. Oh, but it does come with a toy. Um, well, but yeah. so, so what we try and do at the Onzo, so we have our uh, we create our own sauces under a brand, Saucy Cow. Um, so what we although yes, our, our uh, children's menu is very similar to what everybody else pretty much does we try and introduce new flavors to them through our sources and through different ways of um you know challenging them for example mayo is garlic mayo the ketchup is you know 50 percent plus tomatoes as opposed to 90 percent water one percent tomato yeah and sugar yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why they are running around yeah. everywhere um, but even like some of the you know the the barbecue we run um smoked elements through our barbecue sauce and things like that as well so we try and introduce them to different flavors um mm. through that way and offer them a different experience um through that as opposed to what's raw on the dish for you with a, a bulk standard cheeseburger or whatever it might be perfect brilliant well on the positive note we won't even talk about allergies Let, let's maybe park that one there um guys thank you very much for that You've been listening to the Lock In Podcast and we are at the end of this episode. We've been talking about kids in pubs. We've learned a lot, not just about how to make your alcoholic frozen slushies accessible to kids, Heath. Um, <laughs> key takeaways, Heath. What, what have you learned? Takeaway. Margarita. Takeaway margaritas. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's a minefield, isn't it? 
Like, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy. Like you, you want to keep, you know, like you, you definitely like depends where you are. Like your demographics, like Phil said, in the area he is, he needs to cater to that, and he's mm-hmm. got a good market there mm-hmm. where he's got the kids coming in. He's doing kids parties. God bless him all the time. <laughs> Um, and then you know, is it Duncan at the other place? David. David. David at the other well, he did call you Reese. So yeah, exactly. Know, so. Revenge yeah. is sweet, yeah. my friend. <laughs> He's not here to defend. <laughs> well, neither was I. Well, I was, but yeah, you were. Yeah, but, but you, you were know, like everyone chooses. The, you know, I suppose it's just getting the balance right. So everyone's happy. You know, you can have kids in the pub, but you, you can't disturb the people if you haven't got kids that night. So, yeah, and interesting about the playgrounds and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, mm. yeah, I think it's. I mean, it, it, it is interesting. You you could not cater for that market. I, I, you, it, I have but, to. I have to. But but that's my point. Like you, there is that thing, and we talk about you know pubs as inclusive spaces. But so, the windlock, the windlock, we're not really kid friendly. Well, it's it's how you do it, isn't it? There's there's two ways of doing it, and, we, and we've probably talked about this in the past. But there's there's being actively, you know what. We don't want so David's very much yeah. up front, and and the mum's night lady was 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 Rihanna was 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 good at that point. She kind of said, "Be up front, man. Yeah, you either want do it, or you do don't. it, do it right. Be up front. But yeah, but welcome but, it if you are. Yeah. yeah, don't don't turn your nose up. Yes. Oh God, yeah, I need yeah. their money, don't, so I'll let them in. Don't do what you but, do. Yeah, I was yeah. Say that's uh, basically you. Your plan, yes, it's basically not really want them, <laughs> Jesus but God, welcome them. Pick on Heath Day always, every day. Fucking hell! But the other way of doing it is you design your space not to be kid friendly. Yeah, but let's let's be but let's, tables, but let's be uh, honest most pubs in this country weren't built for children they weren't built with children in mind were, were they built, they weren't built for anything other than men wasn't it I mean, yeah, basically yeah back in the day it was no one was welcome apart from uh, yeah yeah no but th- that's the thing though the build, that's hard with a lot of the buildings that we have we're really constrained by that the, the space well, but we want to be inclusive we want we want to be spaces that but are, we, are we need to be we, here's the rub we need to be inclusive if we want to move forward and have children and have a future in pubs because mm. if we're just going to carry on like it's only you know adults drinking alcohol we, 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 pubs, so we, we're what you're saying is get the kids drinking alcohol well, no, we're, no we're already on a sunset business aren't we anyway really if you think about it the way the government's going that you see what they've gone with smoking okay. not that I've not that I've promoted smoking you've had your rant at the start no yeah. I get that but I'm just saying you know like the way they've looked at smoking like New Zealand government's done and there, mm. there's a there's a, there's, it's a sunset business on cigarettes in New Zealand yes. and it's the same if we don't adapt and welcome children and have children in our pubs and offer food yeah. we, we're going nowhere pretty quick because we will just die out Yes. So we need to adapt. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm, what is it? Mm. It was Darwin who said it's not the fastest or it's not the strongest. What is it? It's those who adapt. I thought it was something like goldfish climbing yeah, a tree. Like that. Yeah, yeah so we, need to, we need to adapt. And, and that's we need to work. Like, always been really good at doing, adapting. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. and the government know that. And that's why they punish us. I Listen, didn't even stop. Talk You've about had your rat. Stop it. No one mentioned the government. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah. Fuckers. But but you're right. I mean, yes. As you said earlier, you, you phrased it somewhat differently, and we won't go back over how you phrased it. But it's yeah, it's an investment in the future, isn't it? It's about. I don't want to say indoctrination yeah, but, but, because but, that's almost as bad no, but, it, but it's you also know. but it's also creating. You know what it is, Nurturing. right? It's when you said to become a father or you're a mother or whatever, but you're creating memories for the children. It's no longer about you. And that's what we're trying to do with pubs. We're trying to create memories where the, the younger generation grow up and they come to these places and these historical buildings in a lot of cases and they come in there and they feel welcome mm. and they feel included and they feel like, you know, so there's, there's strong memories. So when they're older, when they're, you know, when they're drinking age, they go there with their friends and they, they feel like this is part of society. And it's a big part of British culture, which is heartbreaking for me as a foreigner because the government don't see that. Australian. It, well, yeah, but they don't see that. And we should really be, you know, if anything, we, it almost should be like an historical thing where we're protected because we do, 
it's so much Careful more. Careful what you wish for. No, but it's so much more than what it is, what they think it is. And, you know, with it, the drinking, all that lag culture I've talked about earlier, but it's, it's, it's about community and we need that right now. The world is so messed up. If we carry on this way, you, we're just going to end up everybody lonely and we need to include people and we need children to be taken on the journey to adulthood where they go to pubs and they feel safe. Oh God! I mean, that was I brought a tear to my eyes. Jesus! Wow, that was really nice. Three pints of Guinness. That's what it does <laughs> to you. That's what we need to do <laughs> no every food. time. Three, three pints, pints of Guinness, Guinness no, no crisps, food, no. and look at what happens. No food, man. I'm starving. I can't believe you bought me a pack of salt and vinegar crisps for lunch. Yeah, and you ate them throughout the uh, podcast, which was right. great. Um, Nikki, thoughts? Last thoughts? Key takeaways? One of you? Uh, well, don't go to pubs with kids. Um, I don't have any strong feelings either way. I was much better with dogs, to be honest with you, because I love dogs. Kids, I've got nieces and nephews, and they're fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm sure, I'm sure your sister or brother would love to hear that. They're fine. No, they're lovely, and like I love them semi- in my own way. But yeah. I haven't got kids, so I feel like I probably don't want to go to places where there are going to be loads of kids, because for me, I'm a bit like, well, this is overwhelming. I don't. I don't know how to deal with this situation. But um, I you know what my favourite one is about new kids. parents? My favourite one, because I see it all the time. So I see, I see the transition. I see the couples walking their new puppy over the years. And, and the puppy's basically a signal because we want children. This is what happens, right? <laughs> and, and the <laughs> woman's testing the husband out to see with the boyfriend out to it's, see if he can look after a puppy. Oh, yeah, that doesn't You're, work. Yeah, no. it does. It. So they're testing it out. And then they have a kid and they go, our life's not going to change. We're still going to go to the pub. We're still going to enjoy ourselves. We're going to go to these nice restaurants. Like and that lasts is like six months. And then the kid can walk, whatever yeah. it's doing. And then the shit hits the fan and they realise their life is fucked. Yeah. It's all about the kid now. It's making sure that it doesn't fall over hurt itself. Um, so but you have so many holidays without your children. I need it for my son. I don't feel like you. This is where my mental the best commentator. Yeah. Nick, Nicky, Nicky, this is where my mental health comes in. Mm-hmm. I go, I look at it and say, babe, I love you and the children. I'm really? not sure that's how I this don't conversation has ever come out. Of I, think, I think it's a bit more like. <laughs> so your wife Bye. and listeners going, "You lying bastard!" So yeah, I just go like, "Yeah, babe, uh, Friday, I'm away." That's it. And then run. Uh, and then run. But yeah. yeah, but you like, but you need like. I think sends her a text. This is what, this honest. is why pubs, you know, because they're the heart of the community. We need. You want them, the, the parents to come in and feel. Not that, like, on edge because the operator, like me, we're going. Oh my god, look at that little! And, and it needs to be. <laughs> it needs to be somewhere they can come in and feel comfortable. And we do that. I think we do that. A lot of the pubs around the country do that. We actually welcome them in. And if you get the, if you get, you know, in Spain, it's really common for the kids to be in the restaurants. Mm. Yeah, but it's in England, late. Yeah, yeah mm. but in England, it's sort of frowned upon. Yeah, and we need to change that mm. if we're going to have a future in pubs. Well, I mean, pubs are better for kids. I mean, you, you would take a kid to a pub before you take them to a restaurant. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd be interested because I mean, I've, I've been taking my, my two older boys have been taking to the pub for years. Image and the little one that loves going to the pub. It's her favourite activity. You took her when she was a tiny, tiny she, right? She's been going since day. Well, her first word was pub. <laughs> um, not that I'm a bad influence. However, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be fascinated to see what they're like because I think I always well, when get they get a, older yeah because yeah, I get it I mean certainly my, my older two 15 Isn't and one 12 vegan? they're very no he's vegetarian it's oh. almost as bad uh, but he um, yeah they're very anti-alcohol yeah at that Why? age probably something to do with their mother I don't know so. I think it's probably dad going dad shh, dad shh, dad the carpet's on fire dad dad put the cigarette out dad oh my god dad your wife Peter Vist is on top on fire dad <laughs> yeah but like but I think you know like I, but I so I don't defend myself but, but they're only 16 yeah. I don't like I don't 15. think like at 15 but, I, but, I, but this, this, is, the, the this is the rub this is why pubs need to adapt mm. if we're just all about alcohol and that's all we we mm. tout 
you know, we're going to go out of business mm. because the world is changing. Yeah. And maybe it will go, you see, you see, you see, you know, like fashion changes. Maybe it will become really fashionable to, be, to drink again. But right now... Everyone rebels against their parents, yeah, don't they? I think they do. that, that, that element of, uh, of uh, I remember uh, Charlie McVeigh saying this, you know, it's that rebellion, you know, too many kids are being put to bed by uh, their drunken father. I don't know why I'm looking at Heath. Mm-hmm. No, my dad was always falling the, up. My the dad stairs. was always at the pub. He wasn't putting me to bed. But it was no. I'm talking about you and your oh. kids. Oh, but, yeah, um, okay, well, yeah. It's and, and it's that rebellion again. So the following generation, if the parents are teetotal, the kids will drink. So it's it's cyclical. But mm. but I think you're right. You know, to maintain that um, that connection with the pub, whether it and it's not about drinking. It's about going to the pub. Now, my memories as a child, my parents didn't drink, and they went to the pub very rarely. But I have such such fond memories of you know what felt like really late evenings in in mm. the pub garden with other kids running around causing havoc. It, it, and that's a warm memory and, that's a, and I associated that with pubs for a long time. Mm. So that's great and and that's what but we need to maintain. It's not just to, about drinking or no, your parents being but, drunk. But, but it all comes back to that word community and mm. it comes back yeah. and belonging and inclusive and everybody being together. And the more we strip these these pubs out of the society, out of, you know, out of our culture and we have nothing, mm. what do we have? Mm. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, I, guys, we end up I'm, with a cafe culture drinking coffee. I, I'm going to put a stop to this because it's actually getting meaningful and deep. Um, I know, this never is, happens. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's just, oh, yeah. We're going to get something to eat. I'm starving. He's drunk and emotional. <laughs> right uh, I am going to draw a line it. that is it for this episode thanks for all six of you for listening uh, if you've enjoyed the episode please don't forget to rate like and even better leave a review on your podcast platform of choice about the angry little man about the angry little man oh. it all helps to uh, spread the word and we may one day hit those magic double figure numbers of listeners I mean it, it's, it's a dream it is a dream once again thanks for listening we'll be back in a couple of weeks with more pub related fun Thank you.